it simple, really. Great stories with a good cup of tea. It's the Tea with Mike show. Tea with Mike fans, on this episode, Cole Baker joined the show. And we discuss his entrepreneurial journey and we throw in some basketball trivia. As always, uh, we have a tea fact. Uh, so grab a cup of tea, sit back and enjoy. Uh, let's see. All right. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Tea with Mike show. Uh, joining me for this one is uh, Cole. Cole, God, I can't speak. Welcome to Tea with Mike, Cole. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's about time. Yes, I uh, know we've been meaning uh, to do this for a while. So I hear that you're a bit of a basketball fan, so I'm going to start with some basketball trivia. Yeah. Idea. Only one question, so hopefully you can get it. All right, so the question is, and I've got options, so you'll be able to pick from the options. All right. Which team won the very first NBA game? So the the options are Philadelphia Philadelphia Warriors, uh, the Toronto Huskies, uh, the Chicago Stags, uh, or the New York Knicks. The first one you said, Philadelphia Warriors. Yes. So so A Philadelphia Warriors, B Toronto yeah. Huskies. C, I, C Chicago Stacks and uh, D New York Knicks. I think it's A, but I'm probably wrong. <laughs> I think it's A, but I'm probably wrong. Yeah. That is the incorrect answer. The yeah. correct answer is the New York Knicks, and they won 68-66 against the Toronto Huskies on November 1st, 1946. Okay, that's actually a really cool fact, because I honestly didn't know. Because, like, I, I know, like, current stuff. Okay. Growing up, I used to be really into the history of basketball, uh, mostly the 80s and 90s, because my mom and her side of the family grew up with sports, and they kind of got me into it. Same with my dad. My dad's not as big into sports, but he likes the Blazers, and he would tell me about when he grew up, he watched the Blazers win the championship game in 1976. Nice. Um, so that's kind of how my love for basketball started, just hearing about it. And my parents would show me, or yeah, my parents would show me old clips of Michael Jordan. That's cool. Cool. Yeah. So, so I'm kind of predating it a little bit because we're going back to the 1940s. Yeah. I know Dr. James Naismith is a creator of basketball. 1891, I want to say. It started with a peach basket and I forgot what they used for a ball, but I know it was like a peach basket. That's pretty cool. And... And, and that's not the only cool piece of trivia for the very first um, game. Uh, so the side piece is, and um, if if you were taller than the Toronto Huskies um, center George Nostrum, uh, you got free admission into the game. So so I didn't I, I should have looked up how tall he was. So, so I'm gonna guess he was he was probably pretty tall. If he was a center. I would guess he was probably like seven foot. Seven foot. Seven. If I had to guess. I kind of want to look that up now. All right, so you can, so my, you can fact check my trivia at usefultrivia.com. Okay. All right, so now that we've done some uh, basketball trivia, um, do you want to start by telling everyone a little bit about you? Um. Yeah. So I'm 21 years old. Uh, I don't really want to call myself an entrepreneur just because I don't have much to stand by that statement really but i definitely have an entrepreneurial spirit i would say 
because growing up, I I loved collecting antiques, and I love finding the value of things. I love finding great deals. Um, I used to watch American Pickers, Palm Stars, stuff like that. Um, All the programs that are looking for the best deal. And yeah. Hassle, hassle, right? To get the antique roadshow, stuff like that. So me and my dad would go to garage sales on weekends uh, over the summer, and I would find basketball cards or just cool things I figured I could make a profit on. But I ended up just really liking the things I collect, so I wouldn't sell them anyway. <laughs> so you kept the things instead of selling them? Yeah. But there were a couple of years I did a lemonade stand uh, where I would uh, make sure I would make about at least $15 in profit a day. And I stuck with that rule. And it, $15 a day for lemonade squad, that's quite a lot of sales. Yeah, uh, we live on a corner of a busy street. Oh, that's and, good. Uh, about a few blocks away, there's a middle school with probably like 700, 800 kids. Then uh, in the other direction, they're like, we're in the center of these two schools, an elementary school and a middle school. And kids from both schools would just walk towards where we live. So it's a perfect location for a lemonade stand making money. Because uh, a lot of the parents would give their kids like a couple quarters or a dollar. I had people stop on the street, ask for a lemonade, how much they were. Like in their cars, they would just pull up on the busy street and be like, hey, I want a lemonade. Uh, then I would just bring it out and kind of like a takeout lemonade stand. <laughs> so nice. So, so when people used to stop, did you did you used to adjust the prices on the, on the flight? So let's say there were four people in, in the vehicle. And I don't know, one, how much did it cost to make, approximately? I don't remember. This was like 10 years ago. <laughs> but I remember adjusting prices, and it, it stayed the same. Like, it stayed just as busy, which was good. And I even had my mom help. Uh, she would be in the kitchen making lemonade as I would run out. We had a lemonade, uh, like a lemon squeezer. Okay. I would just mess, we would mess around with recipes until we got it right. Just, it was a lot of fun. I used to play this, uh, have you ever played this tycoon game called Lemonade Stand? Yeah, like, I have. Uh, that's kind of how my entrepreneurial spirit started uh, as well. Like, I just like starting from nothing and building things into bigger, better opportunities and things. What do you think? What What do you think you learned from uh, the digital lemonade stand game? Um, patience and consistency, which is very, very applicable to real life, because you definitely need that when you're where I'm at. I'm in an apartment. I got a desk. It's a very cluttered. I would say cluttered. I'd say small and sort of claustrophobic. I don't have much room for any of the things I'm trying to do. So eventually I want to be able to have a house and a separate room just for an office. And that's my goal right now. Because all my shipping stuff and my computer, it's taking up a lot of room right now. <laughs> 
so that's yeah so then obviously when you when you're able to achieve that goal then it'll, it'll be not only will it be a cool feeling because you'll have earned you'll, you'll have achieved the goal of having your own office which is an, an accomplishment in itself i'm sure it'll have the cool vibe of this is like the headquarters yeah and it'll be a nice feeling because i would know where i came from i know like even after i achieve that there's going to be bigger better things i'll always remember the step by step where i've been to where i get there and i think i could be an inspiration for people who are like i'm not saying i have it bad at all i definitely don't have it bad i say i have it pretty good right now but he used to say like why not have more? Why not do more? Why not have bigger, better things? Because the point in that to me is just to, I don't know. I'm just not, I don't find enjoyment in being content because it gets boring when you're content. And when you're content, you're not achieving anything. And when you're not achieving anything, you're already inspiring. So you always want to be pushing yourself to achieve new things and then uh, learning too. Cool. So then, from the lemonade stand, which which I guess which did you enjoy more, like selling lemonade on the street or flipping antiques with your dad? Hmm. Oh, the antiques, the antiques, just because I was with my dad, and felt more personable. Because when we would go to garage sales, we'd interact with, um. The people there, and there's always the thing about antiques. There's always a story with the time period of where they came from. And that's right. what intrigued me. So, so you have you, you would say that you have an appreciation for history. Yeah, I, I like history. Yeah. Nice. Uh, can you can you think of uh, one anti antiques item that you flipped with a cool story behind it and, and tell it briefly? Um. Well, I wanna, let's see. There's one thing that I flipped that I'm kind of irritated about. Okay. All right, oh. so there's this, okay. forgot, it was from a World's Fair. Forgot which one, but it was a World's Fair. There's a, um, it's like a metal airplane, but it came with other parts to it originally, but I only had the airplane. Like, it, I forgot what it came with. It's bothering me now, but I think it had more add wheels to it. I think it had like a little platform it stood on. Um, it had more moving parts. I know that, but I got it for like I don't remember. I got it for cheap, and I remember selling it for like double what I got got it for. But that was one of the coolest things I got. But one of the coolest, like the actual coolest thing I got that I didn't sell, uh, it was a second edition. Uh, J.R.R. Tolkien, Hobbit, Lord of the Rings series, oh, like original 1969, like a whole book set in the box and everything. And we, me and my dad got it in a, uh, at a flea market in Eastern Oregon with my grandpa for 10, I think $10, five or $10. And oh, no. they didn't know what they had because we looked it up and it was selling for 500, 600 dollars even more than that like these weren't just people asking for that these were the sold product 
yeah. uh, it being complete in good, in good condition. And ours wasn't just in good condition. It was, like, brand new. Wow. It, was, it was amazing. Still like, I, I'm still oh, holding on to it. I, I don't want to say it. It's just really neat to me. So, so, so you're going to keep that one, you think? Yeah. Well, it might be worth a lot more eventually. I can imagine it, it would be now, especially as there becomes less and less of them because people will hold on to them too, right? Yeah, and keep them so in, that, in places where the where it's going to be in even worse shape. Because yeah, so, so, so even though it could go for a lot of money and make quite a big difference in your life, it's sometimes cool to keep a hold of those pieces that hold a big piece of history. Yeah, and it's also means quite a bit to me just because like is with my dad and my grandpa who I don't see a whole lot, and he lives like seven hours away, so I don't we see him maybe like once every few years. Gotcha. So hold the memory to the product, like it's sentimental. Gotcha. For for the history, but also the time spent with family members. Yeah. Gotcha. So, so the next the next thing I want to talk about is why did you start authentic? All what, right. What's its purpose? All right. So. Smile about it. It's, it's cool. Okay. No, I I know my answer. <laughs> I just could hurt some people's feelings here. Okay. Um, all right, I don't really care anymore. So, I don't know if you remember, but I was part of Lion Pride. Uh, me and Isaac were both kind of part of it. Oh, I didn't know Isaac was a part of it. Yeah. Well, I was part of it, too. I was running their uh, Twitter, and I had quite a few ideas for them. I was working on getting affiliates, stuff like that. And... I just felt like I could do a better job running a business than it could. And my, I'm not saying I stole the idea from them because mine is more about being authentic, being yourself and how to utilize your own capabilities. Um, and I feel like that's pretty unique to my brand. I feel like that's an easy message to uh, share for other people to absorb. So that's basically why I started, just because I felt like I could do a better job. I'm a, I'm a really competitive person, okay? Right, like, so. message definitely means a lot to me. It always has, even before authentic. It's just that I needed, like, competition has always made me go after something more than what I already have. Gotcha. And I needed a sense of competition to get me started on a business. There you like go. motivation. I needed to yeah. not just prove to others, but I sometimes I feel like I need to prove to myself that I'm capable of achieving what others can't. Gotcha. And that's through uh, being competitive is how you find is a source of motivation for you. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that answer. Like, I'm not exactly I'm not always competitive with other people. I'm competitive with myself. And I feel like in order to be successful, you need to always want to do better and be better and achieve your goals and just keep proving yourself wrong, but more importantly, prove yourself right. Nice. So so that's kind of the purpose uh, behind it. So 
do, do you want do, how so how long has it been around give or take so basically go back to when you had when you had the idea that you wanted to do it and then all the work that you that you probably did behind the scenes before you announced it because i'm sure there was a lot to do there yeah i'd say from october november of last year up until april 20th of this year a lot of it was um like i i'll be honest i didn't go after it right away i didn't go after the idea right away um a lot of it was because i did get content because i work at a grocery store and before that i wasn't making any money so i kind of got like i wouldn't say i spend recklessly but i have a tendency to not save money and invest it the way I should. And I'm happy to say that last couple months, I've been doing really, really good with it. That's nice. that, that I'm gonna, I'd attribute the startup of Authentic to me being more disciplined. Oh, uh, nice, man. So, was there a specific moment when you like made that switch in your mindset? From oh, I like to, I work at a grocery store. You make whatever you make. Like these are my bills. This is how much I've got left. When was the moment that you were like, hang on, why am I buying all this stuff? Basically, um, or whatever, something along those lines. Basically, like me and uh, my girlfriend talk about the future, and. Before her, I would, I already have, I had visions in my head what I want my future to look like, what I want my future family to look like. Not really look like, just the scenarios I want to create. Things you're striving towards. My family, I want to be able to create a legacy, influence my future family and my kids. And I just realized I need, I'm not doing anything to make those dreams come true and i just got really serious about it i guess and i was like if i want all this to happen why am i not doing anything about it you know then i'm just kind of mad that didn't like click in my head earlier but then again i'm starting to more and more realize that things happen when they happen for a good reason definitely 100 percent good so, okay. So, do you want do you want to talk? Do you want to touch on uh, kind of the process, all the boring stuff like all the paperwork? Uh, all that, how long did that How long did that take? And how many steps were you? You know, it's boring. When I tell you it's boring, it's boring because a lot of it is just waiting for things to get filed. Uh, so in the meantime, you basically just have to wait and let's see, like for the LLC, that didn't take a whole lot of time, maybe a week. Um, what's LLC? I'm doing marketing research at the same time here. (laughs) Oh, it's a limited liable company or like, uh, for me, I'm, uh, the sole member and owner of Authentic. So I, that means I have hundred percent of it and I'm a single member LLC. It basically just means like um, I have I'm not as liable personally 
like my own financial stuff, I'm not as um, liable to get sued. And I have more protection, basically, more legal protection over my business. Gotcha. So, 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 so the, that's the step you took to obviously separate personal from your business. Um, that's kind of that's a good question. Because let's see, or elaborate a little bit more on that question. Well, from my limited understanding of what I will eventually, hopefully, accomplish uh, down the road is I'll, I'll be splitting my business, T with, with Mike, and my personal life, I will be completely, completely se- separate. So I'm talking, when I say that, I'm talking about obviously different bank accounts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So the two don't intermingle. Okay, yeah, this is where I, this is the process I'm going through right now. Um, it depends what your website is through, actually, like what you depend on linking to it. But make sure you don't link anything personal to that yet. You got to be patient and wait for, uh, like, it really depends on where you're at in T with Mike before you apply for a business bank account. Because there's so many options, it can be a little overwhelming. Okay. So, I would just research um, banks that offer what you need where you're at right now, rather than where you think you'll be. Mm, good, good. Or know what can happen with your own business. It can, you have all these great ideas, and you can even execute on them, but you don't always know the results. So, like, for example... There's bank accounts where you need to have at least like $500 in it every month, at least. Um, like you, you mm-hmm. could be like maybe $450 a month in profit and think you'll get to the next step of getting to like $500 or $550. I wouldn't make that risk yet because then you just wouldn't have a bank account to use. Gotcha. You gotta, you gotta take related risks. Hmm? You gotta take calculated risks. Calculated risks. That's when it comes to setting up your business, I'd be very calculated. Okay, so, so very very beginnings of it. Be be more calculated. So, so when starting up a, um, a business, what else is there to think about? Obviously, you got you, you got to you got to register you got to register the business. You gotta think about yeah, like obviously the uh, your, your banking options and your, your I guess we're calling it legal protection, quote unquote. What else am I missing? Honestly, surround yourself with the right people, and you gotta talk to people who have already done what you wanna achieve, mm-hmm. and. That's basically it. You don't, I wouldn't say necessarily have mentors, but there's a lot of value in knowing people who have been where you want to be, I would say. And just learn from them. Because it. I feel like a lot of it has to do with the message of your business rather than the business itself. Because if you know people who um, embrace your message already, those are the people that are behind you and helping you. You can really utilize that specific niche of that message, if you know what I mean. Uh, 
understand. Uh, my question, I think, was more alluding to uh, the physical business operation side. I'm pretty solid on my plan. Like, my structure and strategy for, for, for getting customers, basically, I was, yeah, I was referring to by the behind the scenes, I guess, the operational structural part. Um, write stuff down. <laughs> Just keep, <laughs> keep track of what you're doing, where money's coming from, where money's going. Okay. Just be as organized as possible. You don't want to put things off that you know need to get, get done, like your EIN number, for example. You want to get that as soon as you can. Uh, and your bank account, you want to get that done as soon as you can. Say, just document everything you're doing, I would say. Well, well like, when I eventually get that far, I'm, I'm going to be setting it up properly. It's going to have, like, proper cash cash flows, all the bank. It's all going to be set up properly before I even make any sales. <laughs> yeah, just cash flow. Um, Have a cash flow sheet. I'm building one right now, actually. I'm doing all my research. Okay, good. Um, just, I don't know. I'm still going through the... Okay. Pretty much, so. So, so obviously a, a big part of a business is, is, as we all know from stuff like Shark Tank, except Trey, the goal is that, um, to be a business, you, you need to make money. So obviously a key component of that is a promotions and marketing strategy. So, so how far are you along with with the process for that process? Um, don't I would say this all right? Like I know this isn't a direct answer, but don't underestimate the power of word of mouth. Um, word of mouth works wonders. Um. But social media marketing, I haven't even done a whole lot. But in the course of probably like three days, my Facebook um, page for Authentic got over 100 follows or likes. So that was all done by, I didn't, like I invited a bunch of people to like it, but like probably half the people that like my page are from people I don't even know personally. A lot of it is like half my followers and likes are from word of mouth, from like family telling people, my girlfriend telling people, those people telling other people. It creates this whole web of people knowing who you are just by a simple message that people like. Got to create a shareable message. Okay. I, I'm not going to lie. Um, as my show has, I guess, become more popular and it's like grown in size it's it, it's it's almost as as because the show's already booked up till july there's a demand yeah. right so, so now a, a partial requirement to be to to be on the show is to invite your entire facebook network to the page so that's yeah one well, thing I'll do. yeah because that like you obviously know the power of word of mouth because of your a big right now hmm? so yeah, of course. Yeah, so 
Yeah, so so, so basically, uh, I'm giving value, 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 and then I'm, I'm building that number up to like tens of thousands. Mm-hmm. And at the same time as that, I'm building my email list, which is also going to be my newsletter list. Yes. Where, where, where eventually I'll probably put some exclusive like content and stuff in there. So to, to make it more attractive. And then yeah. so, so I'm building up that, that email list, basically, which is basically people that are interested in merchandise already. And then people that basically want that next level experience. And then when that number's in the thousands and then I'll launch. I remember you talking about last year going by all these product ideas with people. So do you still have those ideas ready? No, I, I scrapped them. You scrapped all of them? And I'll tell you why I scrapped them. Because even though they were even though they were good, good and it's the reason why I changed my logo and I rebuilt the theme song. It's so I own 100% of the property. So 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 so, so, so let's say it blows up in my a long time yet, but like five, ten, ten years, right? Give it, let's yeah. say, for some reason, because I'm building it every single day, um, putting the seeds in place. I don't want someone to go like on the point where I actually make money and come take a huge chunk of it, you know? Exactly. I, okay. Yeah, you're smart. You're smart. <laughs> That's why. That's why I got rid of all those elements, mm-hmm. and then I, and then I cut a couple of. You weren't gonna make you weren't gonna make a big enough chunk, right? No, well, because you can't use other people's I, people. I get if if something becomes so big and there's so much attention to it, all these people that even though they made a theme song as a joke, like you never know, could come back with a lawyer in ten years and be like, I want. I own X percent or whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? I see what I mean. Yeah, that's what I was kind of talking about. Or man, even even though there's nothing like technically formal in 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 writing, the world is quite funny, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. Because if they were smart and they still had the original files on their computer, right? You know, like. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's so that's why that's why I changed all that. Yeah. Yeah, can't be too safe. So uh, I guess the tea fact for the episode is, and um, tea was used. Uh, this is a pretty easy one, but tea was used as a medicine uh, for centuries before it uh, became a daily drink. And that comes from TimesofIndia.com. I think I've actually heard that before. Oh yeah, my tea my question. Fact for you. Validated. I guess just validated my tea fact. <laughs> I was gonna ask you what. Oh yeah. What, what do you suggest for people who don't drink tea? Like maybe who haven't even tried tea before. What would be a good tea to start with? That's a good question. <clears throat> um, like I've tea before, but like I wouldn't mind. Like I don't dislike it at all. It's just I usually drink what's available to me, which is water. That's fair. So uh, I, I guess my favorite tea is um, Yorkshire tea. It's like a strong black tea. But actually, that's it's a pretty it's pretty strong. So you could probably start milder with like a red rose or an English like like breakfast tea because mm-hmm. it's like anything. It, it, drinking tea is an acquired taste. That so you should start pretty easy and then get more. I guess more adventurous is as you drink more tea, basically. Yeah. 
Do they all have similar health benefits? That's a good question. Well, um, so on the limited re- the limited research that I've done when I add tea facts to my episodes is it seems like green tea and uh, matcha 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 tea tea have a lot a lot of additional benefits. There's some of the more healthier teas. Mm-hmm. All right, good enough. So, so, that, so that's I guess that's what I've found so far. All right, cool. Cool. Well, anything else you'd like to ask me? Um, no. Uh, I feel like we've gone back and forth and asked each other a good amount of questions. Okay, cool. All right, that's great. Uh, what else? Let's see. No, I think entrepreneurial, your business, a little bit of basketball trivia. How you changed the uh, changed the discipline and got better with money, have to basically improve the chances of a positive future family legacy. Cool. Well, thanks so much for being on the show. Yeah, of course. It's about time. Like we've known each other for what, like over a year now. Right? Two. Two years. It's got to be two. Has yeah. it been that long? Yeah, because I met you literally at the same time I met Isaac, and that's basically that's right. two years. Him and known each other for about two years, so yeah. Cool. Well, th- well, thanks for your time today, man. Thank you. Also, I uh, send you my links. You put them in the. I can totally do that. Sweet. All right, guys, and you'll be able to watch this episode of Tea with Mike at teawithmike.com. Thanks, Cole. Thank you for having me. No problem, dude. It's the Tea with Mike show.